Hey, hey everybody, it's Hilary Marie here from itoponline.com and I want to welcome you to a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast, where I share with you my top tips and tricks for tap teachers, for amazing, super awesome, passionate tap dance teachers just like you you. I love supporting tap teachers because I love growing the tap dance community one passionate tap dancer at a time and I know that the best way to do that is by supporting the tap teachers who educate them. And today we are going to talk about a question that comes up over and over and over again and that is what is that step called? Step, stamp, stomp, Is it a toe? Is it a knock? Is it a dig? Is it a toe dig? Is it a toe drop? So many names for the same exact steps. And it often changes depending on where you are in the world. Today, we are talking about vocabulary inconsistency in tap dance. And this is perfect timing too, you guys, because I've just recently launched my new course for ITAP Online members called Tap Dance 101. This course is a quick review of basic fundamental tap dance vocabulary with some additional technique exercises and fun phrases. Tap Dance 101 is great for students who need a refresher after just getting back into tap dance, and it's also great for teachers who are seeking clarity on tap dance terminology and ways to introduce their students to this vocabulary. And speaking of vocabulary, let's go ahead and talk about why we have so many different names for the same exact tap steps. I love talking about this because it brings us to the true roots and culture of tap dance. Tap dance is a black American art form born out of slavery. It is an oral history, an oral tradition, which means that it is susceptible to a giant game of telephone. And this has its positives and its negatives. Now, people have tried codifying tap dance over the years, attempting to build the go-to syllabus that should be referenced for all things tap dance, including tap dance dictionaries, you name it. And that always perplexes me a bit because to codify tap dance in such a formal way is to strip away a part of what makes tap dance tap dance. It's culture, it's oral history, it's verbal tradition, it's evolution. But I also understand that when people attempt to do this, That they mean well because they think to themselves tap dance should be as respected as an art form like ballet and what ballet has we should have too. They have a syllabus, we should have a syllabus. And why do they think this way? It's because they want to offer a consistent tap dance education to everyone. To them it is a solution to a larger challenge. But here's the thing, you guys, consistency is why people go to Starbucks over the local coffee shop, because your caramel macchiato in New Jersey tastes exactly the same as your caramel macchiato in San Diego. But I think that's what's so beautiful about tap dance, that your tap dance of New York has a different vibe compared to the tap dance of Chicago. The ingredients are the same, 
It is filled with technique, musicality, history, culture, respect, and love for the dance, but it's got its own vibe. And that is what makes tap dance tap dance, that individual journey. You can often tell where a tap dancer is from just by watching them dance. You could take a solid guess as to who their teachers were. How many other dance forms can you do that with? Surely some, but it's a very unique characteristic specific to tap dance. But what about the step names? They're an important way of passing down our art form from generation to generation. So I do feel that vocabulary is important and is not something to be completely dismissed. So I'll tell you how I like to approach it with my students. When I teach my students steps, I tell them all the different names that there are for a step. I tell them this step, depending on where you are in the world, is called an Alexander, a Broadway, an Eleanor Powell, a Shirley Temple, a Manhattan, flap heel, heel, spank heel, toe heel. And I also teach them, if you take class with another teacher who calls a step by a different name, do not raise your hand and tell them that they are wrong. It just may be different where they're from. Have respect and be open to learning new things because tap dance is an oral history. And then I get to tell them about the oral tradition and the verbal aspect of tap dance. However, I also teach them one very important rule, and that is no making up step names. And that is something that I instill in ITAP teachers as well during my 99-day ITAP Online TAP teacher training program. No making up names, you guys. No naming steps. No renaming steps. Because everything that is new is old, and everything that is old is new. And I assure you that just when you think you've discovered a new step in tap dance, I am sure I can dig up some black and white footage of someone somewhere in the world at some point in the history of tap dance doing that step. So that is my one rule. I like to tell my students to have an open mind to absorb all of the different names that are applicable to specific steps, to specific combination steps, but I also teach them no making up step names. So it's important to remember that the way that we got here, the way that we found ourselves with so many names for the same exact step is because of this oral tradition aspect of tap dance, because it is an oral history passed down generation to generation, which means there's going to be a game of telephone. So I find myself on both sides of the fence. I find that vocabulary is important. Terminology is important, but I don't necessarily feel that codifying tap dance and setting a go-to syllabus of the world, a go-to tap dance dictionary of the world is what this art form needs. But I would love to hear from you and I would love to hear your thoughts. What are your thoughts on all of this? Go ahead and write in the ITAP Online Community Facebook group. Hit me up and let me know what you think. To all my ITAP Online members, 
I love having these conversations with you guys in our twice a month live chats. And things like this often pop up in my weekly Zoom classes as well for ITOP Online members. So shout out to my ITOP Online members. I look forward to continuing these awesome conversations with you in our live weekly Zoom classes and in our twice a month ITAP chats. I'm wishing you guys all the best. I'm looking forward to sharing shuffles with you super soon. And you can always catch me over at itoponline.com in the member center. Hey there, don't forget to head on over to itaponline.com to gain access to my 10 free tap dance resources. This includes my breakdown of the Shim Sham Shimmy and BS Chorus, progressive warm-up exercises, my Rhythm Tree for Tap Dancers poster that you can print and hang in the studio, and my Rhythm Training for Tap Dancers course that goes along with it. I've got Spotify playlists for tap teachers and so much more. So head on over to itaponline.com and check it out. These resources have been downloaded by over 150,000 tap teachers and tap dancers around the world. They are free and they are completely yours, but you should know that my best content is available to ITAP Online members. ITAP Online members have access to live weekly Zoom classes and HD quality playbacks of those classes. They also have access to my on-demand courses, including Time Step Tuesday challenges, improvisation and technique exercises, historical choreography, and more. And we do twice a month live chats face-to-face on Zoom. We come together and we talk all things tap dance. ITAP Online members have direct access to me to ask all their tap dance questions. I am here to support you in your tap dance journey with quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration so that you can be the best tap teacher that you can be. So head on over to itoponline.com to check it all out, and hopefully we can share shuffles together very soon.